You're walking through the desert. Old man Roshi's sea turtle is lying on his back. He's trying to tickle you, but you don't sneeze. Why is that? Why aren't you sneezing? <laughs> I can't continue the joke because it just fucking knocked out my brain cells. General Blue is there. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. <laughs> Billionaire bears dancing their way across the floor in the club. Mm. <laughs> Two infectious Euro beats. <laughs> what the fuck, you beats? Yeah. Have I remember half vis- price on a Jaeger bomb? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Continue. Yeah, oh no, I was just gonna say, like, I remember Blade Runner visually, like, almost shot for shot. I cannot remember any of the dialogue ever. <laughs> It doesn't, it just, it doesn't stick in my brain. People reference it to me all the time. I'm like, what's that from? <laughs> but you can be like, oh yeah, you know that like one shot when they're like in the, the guy's fucking inner sanctum and there's an owl. And I'm like, oh yeah, the owl and like it turns its head like exactly that much. Yeah. And then they reflect on the, oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know this. Yeah. Actually, I remember a lot of the movie visually as well, so... Like, I, exclusively. I don't know why that is, but... I, why is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, kia ora and welcome to Gohan or Go Home. This episode is supported by unpaid prison labour. Fighting fire with... Well, anyway. I'm Simon oh. Goff Monrad, and across from me is Imogen Hancock Faith. <laughs> How do we feel about Blade Runner? About Blade Runner? It's very positive. We love it. We love it, do we? Oh, my God. Yeah. How much of that did you write down? Uh, I I gave the start of it Uh because I knew that I would remember as I went along and it's better to improv that sort of thing. But I I have to remember the what I had planned to do. Or like, I have an idea and I'm like, huh, oh, that's kind of a funny concept. And then I'll like jot down the first couple of words of it. Uh, thank you for explaining your process. <laughs> I think writing is a bit like just finding a deep part of yourself and pulling it out to show in front of people. That seems unsanitary. <laughs> just taking... And maybe like it would get you kicked out of a public place. It's like the appendix, right? There's an organ that you don't know that you really have because you can't feel it. And nobody oh, knows I can its feel function. all of my organs. Thank you. I can feel them squirming around in there. I can feel all of the dark it's spirits inside eels. me. <laughs> yeah. Eels up inside ya. Finding an entrance where they can. Bad. You haven't seen the Mahi Bush. I, no, not all of it. I've seen little bits. Have you seen that one then? Uh, is it an old Greg one? No, no, uh, it's a uh, No Fielding plays the salt. This guy, what is he called? He's got this name called the something because he's like a a Cockney rhyming slang character, but he's a monster. Okay, no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. And starts playing the old Joanne at the piano and singing a song <laughs> called Eels Up Inside You. <laughs> it seems uh, like it would be like a it's always sunny Charlie Day sketch. Surprising amount of crossover, mm. I think. Um, except, obviously, the Mighty Bush is very non-naturalistic. It's all fantasy stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I think I've seen, like, exclusively old Greg, so... And Unfortunate. The Spirit of Jazz. The Spirit of Jazz. Because which, you sent that to me. Yeah, of course. Well, because it's the Miles Davis impression, I think. 
That's very important. <laughs> it's very. It's 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 just maybe a little problematic. It's funny and unfortunate in yeah. equal measure, which is kind of I think like you didn't need to do that for the joke to work. <laughs> it's just they're British. And so <laughs> it's like oh yeah okay you did it anyway. You are certainly English comedians. Yeah, you have proven this. <laughs> oh my goodness, what a what a what a week it's been. What you know, a week it has been. We're not going to talk about recent news because pretty much everyone's going to be doing that and I don't care about it anymore. Uh, well, I mean, like, only so many people are going to listen to this, like, yeah. exactly when it comes out. And oh, then the, yeah, Like, we, it may have people listening to it later on who just be like, well, that's very not relevant anymore. <laughs> yeah, there's no point to it. But one thing that I will do mm-hmm. is I love to rub in Americans' faces our electoral system because you just... We love MMP. You just, it comes in the mail. You go down to the voting booth. They just say, hi, we've been looking forward to you. Would you like to vote? You say, yes, I would like to vote. And then you just do it. Do it's know, five minutes. Do you walking know what in and I out. found out today? I can vote on the Cable Car Museum, which is directly <laughs> across the road from my house. You shouldn't say that while I'm drinking tea because I will spit it right in the microphone. <laughs> They have a vote. They have voting centers at the Cable Car Museum. Yeah, this is the other thing. Voting centers are everywhere, and of course, like we, you know, you vote on a Saturday because pretty much every developed country in the world votes on a weekend, right? Mm-hmm. But for us in particular, because of the pandemic, there about two weeks beforehand, voting is opened, and you can just kind of like go to any place and do advanced yeah. voting. You can just do it whenever you want. You can just really. do it whenever. You've got like work. fucking two weeks to yeah. to get your vote in. Just wander on. Just go to a booth. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Just down an alleyway. Although I did, I get, I got. They, they fucked up and they registered me in the wrong city, so I have to wait. Huntley. Hey, we love Huntley. There is a a road with the same name in a different part of the country, <laughs> and I did like send in my form and I put in the postcode and I put in the suburb and everything, and I think they yeah. just clicked the first one that came up when they mm. typed it in, like just yeah. put me in completely the wrong oh, place. Such and such road. Yeah, and I did correct yeah. it online, but it would have been a fun excuse for like the dumbest road trip ever. That doesn't make any sense because what if you lived on High Street? You know, <laughs> yeah. every town has High Street. Well, yeah, I think that there was maybe like a, a just a, a dumb error. Yeah, but yeah, I I would love an excuse to go to Huntley. <laughs> You're a big supporter of coal. They knew that. Yeah. They knew that's what that was. What a, what a place to visit. <laughs> There's so much going on there. If you're My from goodness. Huntley, I'm sorry. And also, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from Huntley, what's your what's your damage? What's your trauma? <laughs> if you're from Huntley, why? <laughs> <laughs> this feels weird to make fun of people, though, from a particular place, given that everywhere in this country is small and dumb. Oh, yeah. There, there's, like, three cities here, and everything else is, like, just some random fucking town. And the cities are 2,000 like, people, and yeah. they're called that because officially under, you know, old-school uh, English definitions, if you have a cathedral, you are considered a city, so that's why they're cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing goes on. Nothing yeah. really happens. Uh, you know, we, we get the Netflix three years late. We get... Uh, <laughs> It comes in DVDs. I've heard that in some places in New Zealand, it's actually still the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Judging like by the fashion, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until the 80s come. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my goodness. God. They're going to get Poirier. They're going to get the cocaine. You know, I can't wait to see it. We love it. We love it. Just in time for the retro to come around again. Just in time? Who's she? 
Just in Time is uh, JT's character in Andrew Nichols' film, In Time. Oh, yeah. They should have called him Just in Time. I know. Why did they not call him Just in Time? They, of course, they wanted to take themselves seriously. Okay, here's my story. Is that the moment no one ages, and then yeah, Killian yeah. Murphy's there, and once everyone's you, 25? Once and, you turn 25, nobody yeah. ages, and it's and supposed they, to be like an inequality and then they, 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 At the end, they bring in, like, immortality, communism. Yeah, yeah, because he steals from the rich. Yeah. People have, like, billions of years stored in a vault. We love that. It does cause some issues, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, well. Oh, well. Fully automated luxury gay Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Which leads, leads me to a story that I, I'd forgotten <laughs> that I was going to talk about. I don't actually use my sex bots. I just make them have sex with each other. <laughs> so you can ship people. That, that definitely appeals to someone out that there. That appeals to somebody out there. Yeah. Much like Dragon Ball, once you've you've drawn the fetish, it exists. Mm, unfortunate. No, no I, was, I was reading Justin Timberlake's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Why? As you do. Because I was looking up Instinct because I realized I know nothing about them, even though I know a whole lot about the Backstreet Boys. Okay, you needed to, to catch up on your Instinct knowledge. Yeah, and he's sort of one of the younger ones in the, in the group, but he's still kind of oldish now. And he's shockingly accomplished. Justin Timberlake. Oh, yeah, he's a lot. How? Yeah. What is he's all he's like one of the best selling artists of all time. He's a successful film actor. He, when he started as a kid, he was in the Mickey Mouse Club, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I mean, he I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to describe. And a lot of the records, I was like, yeah, I write off JT, right? But then I I read through some of his songs, and like every time I read the title of the song, I know how it goes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, that's a good one. That's a, that's a banger. <laughs> They're all tunes. They're he all has bars. a lot of tunes. He yeah. has a lot of bangers. He does. I was kind of surprised by this. I have a newfound respect, but also a kind of weariness and fear of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. I love that this is like, I mean, you, you were doing your research, but this is one of your areas of knowledge, which I am not party to. And I, there's no crossover for me because there was, you know, like a, a point not too far in the distant past where I was unsure whether or not Justin Timberlake was a Backstreet Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I need help reacting to something. <laughs> what? I've told you this. Have you? Although I did. I think I mind wiped myself yeah, for sanity reasons. It was we were in the car. It was one of the times we listened to the Backstreet Boys in the car. Oh yeah. One of the several. One of times. the several times. My favorite hobby. Yeah. Is one of the few. Forcing the, one people of the to earlier listen. Earlier times when I was like, "Is Justin Timberlake a Backstreet Boy?" And I knew he wasn't, but I mostly said it to piss you off, and you just have a very fun reaction to that. <laughs> you look like someone had just like shot a puppy in front of you. You're like, what? <laughs> I figured all the time that he was an NSYNC even because he's so successful on his own. And who who else from NSYNC has done anything? I don't know. I don't know anything about None boy bands. This is really not in my it. wheelhouse at all. I read the Wikipedia page on NSYNC and I could tell you almost nothing about them except for they had, I think, the same manager as the Backstreet Boys. So they tried the same thing no, again. Maybe that's why I can't tell them apart. And they started them off in Germany, again, like the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. But I don't know much about NSYNC's early stuff, so I don't know if they've got that weird like Swedish Eurobeat sound to them or anything like that. Which I, the Backstreet yeah. Boys first album is right yeah like, get down and move it all around first of all what is it <laughs> but secondly you know what it is it's it's very much like the sort of thing that you, you would have found in a club in the 90s <laughs> you, girl you're the one for me you're my ecstasy you're the one i need like those are all club lyrics right absolutely yeah mm-hmm. i do i i think that the, the 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 most exposure i've had to 
any boy bands has been through you playing it in the car. Almost there was a time, I don't even know if we talked about it on the podcast. There was a time where, like, where we sat in the car for like a full hour listening to the Backstreet Boys' new album. To their most recent album from 2019 <laughs> called DNA. And I hadn't heard any of it. And we listened to it. And it's a weird mix of every song is a trend that's been recent in music production, but a yeah. different one. They all sound like... Like, one of them is, like, a knockoff Ed Sheeran song. One of them sounds like Havana, but, like, upside down. Yeah. You know. It's like a the Taylor Swift Lord producer yeah. sound to one of that them. That fucking, like, green light sound or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. I liked some of them, but I think that's just because they threw spaghetti against the wall. Yeah, they're going to get it. something eventually. There was a couple that were, like, a little bit funky that I did enjoy. I think there was one that had brass in it, and it just is a fucking instant selling point. Like, you would have the worst song in the world, and if someone's got a trumpet, I'm like, yes! (laughs) Which is, like, kind of makes it surprising that I haven't got more into Scar. But you know what? Like, well, you know. There's still time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, you you think that when you're an adult, you can't get into new stuff, but you can always pick it up. I'm going to start a ska band I'm sorry I'm leaving you guys from, and, and I will no longer be doing jazz At the risk of being behind time What is your ska band's punny name? I haven't thought about this in advance. You How can you say you don't want I didn't think about ska until the, Form like, a ska band And you don't know what the name's going to be um, Scarface Claw. Scarface Claw. There we go. I We're like going for it. Harry McClary. No one is going to get that. I think you could just call it Scarface. Yeah, Scarface. <laughs> but Scarface Claw is a good one, particularly in, in, in yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> they could for, be a local yeah, band. For, for context for people who are not from here, Scarface Claw is a, a character who from a children's book series that we've talked about before on the podcast called oh, yeah. Harry McClary. And they all have bad bad names, but he's a cat, and he's like a real real fucking battle axe of a cat. He just yeah. goes and tries to like murder all the dogs all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're all afraid of Scarface. Scarface Claw. Two page spread of that pussy. That is okay. Not where I was intending to Simon. go with that, and then the words left my mouth, and then it, I realized that was a thing, and it's it's not great. It's not nope. great. <laughs> Problematic. Should we move on to the episode? <laughs> Yeah, I think Because I'm just uttered those words. Yeah. Okay, we read... Uh, I'm going to bring up my notes. 72, 73, and 74. The notes say, you are correct. I don't need notes, they disappoint me. Oh, I'm going to add another note. Um, yeah, 70, 72, 73, and 74 were picking up off the last one where pick they up, were... Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Where they finally had a little submarine that also flies, and they were diving down into the water to find the Dragon Ball somewhere in the ocean, being followed by the Red Ribbon Army. Um, and that's kind of where it opens for 72. They go, here's the spot, and just zip under the water. And they do. then we see General Blue with his very wide pants. Wow! We love <laughs> this. It's such a thing. I've, I've long wondered this about any photos of of people in uniform from the First World War, why they thought it was sensible to have a fashion when they have baggy pants and then put them into the tightest possible little booties that <laughs> you know. can. So you just get parachute pants. Yeah. They're just all wearing hammer pants. Um, but in this case, I think those are just his thighs. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so we've got this very fun, like, full-body panel of General Blow, and I don't know if at this point if 
if we've seen his legs yet or like maybe we have and I just didn't think about it last time. <laughs> what those legs doing? But he's got like some jumper action going on where he, I think he just has like the chonkiest thighs <laughs> in the world and he's got little little tight calf boots. Oh, we love that. Um, Can I tell you one of the highest compliments I ever received that I will always remember is being told that I have what appear to be powerful thighs. I told you that. Uh, an ex. <laughs> Fun. So, <laughs> I will always remember it and also treasure you it. You do go on about that a fair bit. I was wondering where you got the, the notion from. My goodness. It's one of those things I don't know if you where... just like looked in the mirror one day and you're like, ooh. <laughs> Somebody tells you something and you're like, I've never thought about it, but is that something people like? Could you be interested in more of this? <laughs> what if I wore stubbies? <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen you wear shorts. Ah, oh, summer Aside is coming. Aside from, like, at the beach, but I don't think that counts. Yeah. Well, how does that not count? Because it's togs. It's not, like, shorts. It's I'm not like you're wearing... Like, <laughs> you're not wearing, like, like cut-off jeans, shorts, or anything. Like, I'm not going to boot cut. I like, can't fucking, like... like I, can't, I can't roast you for the jorts that you don't wear. I'm not going to wear jorts. Why would I wear jorts? <laughs> because that would be hilarious. I can wear shorts, but I have taste and eyes. <laughs> I have to see right, myself well, at some point in a reflection, you know. I think that the, like, last summer was just cold as fuck, but the one that you had that was real warm, you wore pants the whole time, just rolled them up a whole bunch and complained yeah. a lot. Well, I had three-quarter pants and then rolled them up. Mm. Like chinos or something like that. I don't know. Super easy. Easy breezy. I did, I did used to have jorts. <laughs> I would like to... Why did you get rid of them? No, no, no. I used to have jorts... That were handmade jorts. I cut them and then frayed them. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm a hot boy. Mm -hmm. I'm from a hut. <laughs> we love the cutoffs. <laughs> there were ones that I didn't use anymore and they'd started developing holes at the knees. And so I just cut around them and then mm -hmm. they look too clean when you cut. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta So then I just like rub them on the pavement bit. outside my yeah. house until they, they looked frayed. And then that was, that was tasty. I have some shorts that are like... Just because I got so attached to a pair of pants that I couldn't replace. That the dog just had to cut you out. Like, but they got super ripped. They got, like, a weird, like, thigh rip. So I had to cut them. But I cut them very short. And they're also, like, sparkly silver. <laughs> so so if I wear them anywhere that is not a rave, I look like a fucking lunatic disco <laughs> slut. <laughs> I Which think is, disco slide is a great look, but you have to wear roller skates. I don't. I don't are. have roller skates. That's the problem. That would be like the, the perfect roller skate shorts. Yes, gender flips general blue. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. We're going to talk about general blue a little more because he's such a fascinating character, but especially in Japanese and for like linguistic reasons that pair with the fact that, for example, he's the only male character that has eyelashes drawn on him. I didn't notice that. No. I, yeah, I think I've missed out a lot on, on the context of General Blue because I don't, I didn't get any of the stuff that you were talking about. He just seems like a generic Nazi with wide pants. Yeah, with wide, such a wide just boy. wide, wide pants. <laughs> just, swallow. they call them thunder thighs. They call them thunder thighs. I, uh, General got, Thunder. I presume. <laughs> No, my notes, the first one just says Kuririn getting owned again and again. Ha ha. Which is, I think <laughs> I mean, these yeah. chapters. More or less. Happens a fair bit. 
Goku gives them the side swipe a little bit on uh, pretty soon, pretty close to the beginning. But they they've gone deep diving. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of intercutting because they have General Blue and the headquarters. Yeah, General uh, Blue basically just tells everyone to split up. Yeah. They're like, okay, there's like we found their super secret base that has yeah. like one old guy and a lady team on a, it. You go after yeah, the- team well team team A is General Blue's team, and then Squad B or whatever is the ones so they they split up and they go to the island. Yeah. Um, and General Blue gets a Michael Bay. Yeah, gets the weirdly not Michael Bay ish film. Um, General Blue gets a big submarine and starts following them. Yeah, <laughs> what was that face? Just what big submarine. That? It's fun. A submarine which says on the side "Red Ribbon." Yeah, it says "Red Ribbon." Red Ribbon. Ribbon with one B. <laughs> purple is the new purple. <laughs> You know the old Ray Bean ad. Oh, <laughs> guy in a purple suit. Oh yeah, we love that. Oh, remember Ray Remember, remember the, the children's health drink that if then they found out Ribena that it got was, taken down. It was worse than Coca Cola for you because it was just <laughs> fucking full of sugar, and they were trying to sell it on the basis that it has like vitamin C. And it had stuff a, none it. of the vitamins that they proclaimed. Yeah, it they had. just lied. They just, they lied. just straight up lied, and the same uni students were like, hmm, "Wonder what's in this? Um, <laughs> sugar and flavors. This is a conspiracy. Just hide And you never see it anymore. I think they changed their recipe, but they just got such a bad rip that they vanished off the face of the earth. And nobody bought it again. <laughs> was this an international thing? Did people have Ribena elsewhere? I don't know. It's, right it feels into like the an podcast. Australian thing, right? Yeah. In any case. Uh, they, they've split into two teams. One of them is going after the island. And so this, this action kind of happens concurrently. And the yeah. next chapter is really where the action at the island starts. But for now, we're with Team mm. Bulma, uh, Kuririn, and, and Goku. Sub-squad. Not that way. Just in a submarine. The subwoofers. <laughs> the subwoofers. Goku no dogs in gets there, on diving gear and decides to go down diving because they're like, oh, it's right here. It should be directly under us. And yeah. he gets out of the sub. He doesn't know what a scuba suit thing is either he's got kind of like a full face mask he's like well i can breathe underwater in this shit wow so we can talk to i can yeah. hear you um but he dips down like there's nothing on the he ocean dips. floor and they kind of like there's like a big crack in the the ground where he's like oh try, i can try and see if i can squeeze in but then to the um, earth crack yeah yeah but then Boma looks at the radar and it appears to be attached to like a larger cave system so she's yeah. like oh there's probably like another entrance we're gonna go around the she other does side the clever- the clever, clever thing of zooming out on the yeah. GPS. They have like a bit which feels like it, in a movie or whatever it would be techno babble, but it's literally just her going like, "Oh, I'm going to zoom out." <laughs> She's like, "Wait a minute, let me just zoom out on the GPS." Oh yeah, there's a there's a dehance computer. <laughs> yeah. You can see that. You just the security footage. It just gets shittier. Putting it through JP filters. <laughs> just like some artifacts pop up. You're like, ah, yeah. a deep fried meme. <laughs> just deep frying your fucking police footage. <laughs> I love that. That's a fun concept. CSI wants to know your location. In a, in a bad movie script. I like it. Um, but Zoom Girls episode yeah, two. There are a few panels around here which are kind of fun. Yeah. Mostly for just sea creature reasons. I, yeah. if, if if you haven't somehow caught on to this through all of the other episodes and also my Instagram account, I'm mm. a big fan of the, the uh, ocean wildlife. The, lo- the resident marine myologist. Yeah. Um, which is that's that's what I wanted to do when I was a little kid. Um, but I also just kind of go rabbit holes about about aquatic creatures. Mm, I um, get confused between fish and Pokemon that are water types. So I'm like, like literally, I'm like Star. You is that a fish? No. <laughs> like you've you've gone to the the supermarket <laughs> and tried to buy some Magikarp, like a fillet. I never buy 
fish. Magikarp is a real... Magikarp is a Pokemon. Magikarp's yeah. the Pokemon. Yes, though. Magikarp yeah. is a Pokemon. Well, Carp is real, and Mackerel is, is real. Yes, those are... Or are they? I'm not stupid, you're stupid. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, there, there are a few fun uh, panels yeah. in here. One of them is a really cute uh, hammerhead shark, which I like. Yeah. I have a tattoo of one of those. Which I pointed out when fun we read it. Fun fact about me. Um, yes, it is a nice one. Yeah, and then there is another panel, which yes, is just... When you the, wear the, the, the booty shorts, people will be able to see yeah. the hammerhead. <laughs> that wasn't really where I, I wanted to go with that. <laughs> Well, that's one way of putting it. <laughs> uh, Damn boy, what that hammer did! <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is going to Doctor Horrible. Um, no, the, yeah, the, this I do. I do like the short shorts to show off my tattoo. Um, there's that, and there's also a cool panel which is like what appears to be a plesiosaur and an angelfish in the same yeah locale. Well, of course, if there are dinosaurs on land, there are dinosaurs in the ocean. There are I didn't in the think ocean. about it, but there are. Maybe there are yeah, even space saws. Oh no, that's, that's, <laughs> that's taking it a step too far. I don't like that. You know what? I was Has I was willing to far. I was willing to allow that. Like you know, there's there's some kind of like there's not really a time distinction here. There's all these dinosaurs that didn't exist in the same era, and they're all existing in the same and they're in the ocean as well. You know what? That tracks. That makes sense. Space? No, fuck you. The version of sending Ham the chimp to space, sending a little dinosaur to space, like a raptor in a spacesuit. Cute. It's like Jurassic Park, but. You know, and on the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> there was a pretty good impression of the Star Wars laser sound. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my dad can do it really well. A raptor like this docking very closely, and you're just like clever girl. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fun. Maybe that could be an RPG character, space dino. Yeah, dinosaur yeah. in space. I actually came up with one. I'll tell you about it later when we're not on the podcast. You should. Yeah. Uh, they, there's some good fish and they do go into the cave. But as they're approaching it and Goku has come back up into the sub because Bulma says, look, we're going to go around the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, they see a huge, there's a, a nice panel of just 15 different. Oh, wait, is this the one where it cuts to like the 15 different airplanes or is this the submarine Yeah. One? And they've got, yeah, like, yeah. some kind of... I was hearing, like, the Indiana Jones theme song in my head when I saw all the planes. I don't know why. No, it wasn't. It was Krull. Ah. I which is just very not accurate. There's no planes in Krull. It's a fantasy. <laughs> but they have they have this tune. like... <laughs> which, like, frequently gets stuck in my head, even though I saw that movie, like, twice when I was a kid. And mm. then once more recently, but, like, in the, you know decade span after I saw it I'd still get the theme song in my head for some reason um anyway that yeah if you want to watch something that is the same vibe as like Lord of the Rings but like way sillier and also like you just want to have an experience of it just watch Krell mm. very excellent movie um, there's a lot of nice fantasy stuff in this comic the way that Toriyama will throw together all sorts of stuff. And we're about to get the, to the Goonies stuff in a little bit. Mm, which I think Goonies. is really cool. It was very actually. funny that the Goonies came up before we got to this yeah, as well. Exactly. I was reading it and I was like, this is just the Goonies, which we were just talking about. Yeah, it's, it's quite fun. Um, anyway, they, they've mm-hmm. uh, they've got attackers after them and the Red Ribbon is there. So we, we've kind of cut to inside the sub and I think General Blue's talking about... Um, oh, before is it before that they realize that the Red Ribbon's after them? Um, they realize when they fire torpedoes at them. Yeah, that's right. So we go back inside the sub and, uh, General Blue is there and he's, he's saying some stuff. I can never remember what he directs to people because everything that he does, he finishes with execute somebody, which is always funny. 
Yeah, he calls for the death penalty, like, a lot. I think he just um, says fire torpedoes at them. Yeah, well, no, they, okay, so they, they're following the the little squad and their tiny submarine with the larger submarine. That was a bad sentence. The Red Ribbon Army is in a big submarine following the little submarine sub- submarine containing the three protagonists. Yes. I said it. The I said three words. John Davis we Washington. Did it. <laughs> yeah. They sort of stop as they're going towards the cave. Oh no, they're they're just they're just cruising along behind them, and so uh, there's a, a hippo in the big submarine <laughs> who says, "Should we fire at them, sir?" And then um, General General Blue, Blue always keeps a bear on staff. He does. Um, he's like, "No, no, no. We'll wait for them to find the Dragon Ball and then shoot them, so that we don't have to fucking look for it, you dipshit." <laughs> um, and he says, "Let them, you know, come to us." Yeah. Um, and then the squad pulls up to this cave and starts going inside. And he's like, "Oh shit! Okay, it must be in there. Like, shoot them." Um, and the big submarine fires like a shitload of torpedoes, which all miss. Like the squad doesn't really make that much of an effort to dodge, but they just sort of like happen to not hit any anything. They just sort of like hit the outside of this big cliff under the ocean. Um, and so we cut to inside the small submarine with the the main guys. And um, I think it's Kurid, and he's like, "God, oh, like what? Someone just fired at us! Like who was that?" And Goku's like, "Oh yeah." There's probably those, like, red ribbon guys. <laughs> I love the way he drops. He's like, man, those red ribbon guys keep showing up wherever I am. They keep attacking me. They're really well organized. Yeah. The other two are like, what the fuck? The, <laughs> the, 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 red, the red ribbon army? The, is, that, is that what you're talking about, Goku? They're, like, traveling through South America, and he's like, those fuck guys just keep showing up. Like, the you know, mm. or, like, the Contras or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. man, why is it that the CIA is just getting in my way? And they're like, I'm sorry, who's after us? Yeah, if we can excuse me, that's who, that's who is on our tail right now. They just fired a bunch of fucking torpedoes at us, Goku. You didn't think to tell us this earlier? They're apparently the most evil army in the world, which is dropped at this point. Yeah, Kuririn says that. And I think he, maybe he's being hyperbolic, because how do you measure that? But it's saved by multiple people through different chapters. So apparently they have some kind of like Olympics. evil army ranking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like the Forbes 500 list, but for armies and how evil they are. That's a thing, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Except it's just the list of Forbes 500 is the most evil companies. Yeah. <laughs> are they armies though? They probably have. Ditto goes for like the yeah. under 30 rich guys. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah. So they, they quickly zip into the cave being very mad at Goku for, like, retaining the information that, like, the literal Nazis are after them. He, when we cut back into his submarine, he turns around, yeah. like, and, like, the mystery's like, ah, follow them into the cave and give the snipers the death penalty! <laughs> <laughs> he says the gunners, or just the torpedo artists. He said snipers in my translation, but my translation might not be that accurate. It is also Full of profanity, which comes up later. Yeah. And also earlier, I've had to find a new one because, like, the links to the old ones did not work on my phone. Ah. Uh, um, I think they got taken down. If you would like to donate um, a legal copy of Dragon Ball to the podcast. <laughs> to my poor, poor stuff. Sorry, I only have Japanese. Uh, please yeah. do. I'm not spending money on it. And I don't yeah. read Japanese. This is as good a time as any to discuss General Blue. Yeah. You Who, is she? Who is Who is she? Who is she? Uh, Aside from someone with extremely wide legs. Okay, attributes. Wide legs. Bedroom eyes with a DreamWorks smile. Yeah, a weird, sultry look every couple of panels. Constantly looking into the lens, just giving just you, like... Just directly right at you. Yeah, the, the old Hannibal Lecter bedroom eyes. 
like, Which Hannibal Lecter are we talking about here? Is he like an Anthony Hopkins How do type? you feel about fascism, Clarice? <laughs> Could you be interested in this? Gnarly. I don't know where to go no, after that. Yeah, you don't Hem- have anything else. Hem and Bulma have more. speech similarities. So I wanted to talk about this a little bit. Oh, okay. This doesn't translate for some reason, but in the, in the Japanese, he uses a lot of feminine endings to his sentences. And the way that he phrases something will have all kinds of other character to it. So he has like a slight bit of arrogance to him, which... A slight bit. Yeah. <laughs> Just a slight bit. Yeah. So like, Bulma's got a similar kind of thing, and she also I uses similar I think this is the same endings. guy that like previously when told that Goku destroyed two of the other like battalions of the army was like well they were idiots he's like yes but I'm hot (laughs) but have you seen me (laughs) yeah and when he's so sure of victory he just comes in his pants so (laughs) that's one of the things that I think we've got to know about General Blow his pants are so wide he's clearly he's he's very queer coded I think and it makes it really funny kind of in a in a way that's like come on it's like a children's comic mm-hmm. and you're doing this kind of joke but it's never overt it's just kind of like he happens to be like be the only male character who's like drawn with eyelashes and he uses feminine sentence endings and then he's like extremely works on his body a lot because he's ripped and like there's just all sorts of stuff maybe he's a trans nazi king did you think about that i did not actually maybe you should he looks like a jojo character before jojo's bizarre adventure came out but not as well like crafted he's kind of got the sculpted square sort of face you know what i mean but like extremely like sultry eyes yeah if this is one thing that i have to credit araki for he's the name of the he's the creative jojo i don't even know what that is anyway it's that he certainly knows how to draw like the male physique chris toriyama (laughs) just doesn't care you know what i mean and please tell me more about your appreciation for drawings of the male physique I actually really like Dragon Ball for the fact that it does not care one whit about anatomy. <laughs> because Toriyama's so confident at being able to render whatever the heck comes up mm-hmm. that he just doesn't look at any reference things. Except oh, yeah. for cars. This is... Cars he loves. He has model cars that he builds and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like Gunpla. Oh, yeah, the vehicles are all... I mean, like, they're f- fantastic. Like, real ones they're... that are super deformed. Yeah, they, yeah, they're fun representations. It's like, you know... If, have we talked about this on the podcast before about trying to draw a bicycle? Uh, I feel like no. that's come up before. I ooh, we, we might have, but it's, it's like a fun a fun test of um, like visual memories. Getting someone who uh, does hasn't really had to draw machines to like draw a bicycle from memory because no one remembers what they look like. I do. Yeah, I mean, like you probably do. But most people don't. That's true. And yeah, also, I like, I, I have drawn one... It's one of those things, it's like, once you've drawn a bike from a reference, you don't forget it. It's okay, like riding yeah, a bike. Yeah, yeah. It's like riding it's a like bike. It's like drawing a bike. What's um, about bicycles? So, and, like, the, someone tried to pull that shit on me a while ago, but I'd already... I'd, 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 I'd jumped the game. I'd already drawn a bike from reference, and so they were very... <laughs> shocked like wow you must have just the like, best visual memory on the planet like you <laughs> truly are an artist you can draw a bicycle without a reference it's like no I'm, you, I'm fucking beat you in this game I man. mean if you've ridden if you if you've ridden one regularly there was there were a lot of times in my life where I rode a lot of bikes and so if you ride a bicycle a lot and you have to fix it on the fly you know where all the parts are with your hands yeah. so you can just kind of like think about where each mm-hmm. bit connects and why it has that function yeah because it's a pretty it's a complex machine but it's a simple i one. can't remember where, where it originally came up i saw like a compilation of people people's bikes that they tried to draw and i think it maybe was like an exercise that some art teacher got a class to do okay yeah 
And they're, they're very funny. <laughs> like, so, so, so funny. I would like, like to see it. Yeah, it's just, it's just associated, like, it's, it's an assortment of weird triangles and circles for most of them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, very fun. Um, not a problem that Toriyama has. He's clearly familiar with, like, how things are put together mechanically. Maybe not so much organically. Although, you know, I don't have that much to criticize about his art style. Most of it's pretty... He doesn't really care yeah. about stuff, about looking at... But the thing... This is the thing when I we got in the caves, and I kind of looked at the backgrounds, and I was like, this really feels like a rocky cave. And in, in quite nice ways, there were just these natural formations that kind of fit together nicely. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he had to think about it that much, which is really weird. I was like, if I tried to draw a cave, I would be like, oh, I don't know how to do a cave, and then I'd have to look up pictures and then just, like, freak out about it for a little while until I just kind of calmed down and internalized it or something. Maybe- a problem for some people of course you actually do (laughs) art right but with him i'm just like i can't imagine that he ever did any research on anything for this so him just kind of going like yeah sure it's cave system and then doing that Mm. it's kind of impressive to me in a way well maybe you don't know maybe he'd seen reference pictures maybe he'd seen he'd seen he'd seen a cave or two in his time <laughs> this is a child appropriate podcast. No, it's not. Since oh, when I've been making some horrible mistakes? We have not been talking about you know the two page spread. Oh no! The old cha 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 smooth. Mm. I cha cha smooth. <laughs> this is. I should also bring up literary corner. Uh, torpedo. I did not know the Japanese word for torpedo. I might have read it in the past, but I cannot remember. Is it torpedo? For, for me. Yes, it is. Um, no, it's <laughs> well, a translation so from the English. It was, um, it's gyorai, which is, gyo is like uh, king gyo, like a goldfish. It's sakana, it's fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and then dai is, I'm going to screw this up. It's either kaminari or inazuma, um, which is like lightning or thunder. Uh, ah. I can't remember which kanji it is, but it's, it's thunderfish. But yeah, it's like like fish thunder or thunderfish. That's great. I like that. It's a lightning fish or a thunderfish. Which is quite cool. I'm a fan I know, of that. I like, I like thunder as a translation because it's more like percussive. Well, know? in English it sounds better to say like thunderfish. Yeah. No, that's cool. I like that translation. That's pretty fun. And I, I, I've i learned a little bit from reading this comic, I which something. I do like. I do like. I'm probably going to forget it because it's not a word that you ever use. But all sorts of military... I, like, how would you forget that one, though? Probably not. You just remember thunderfish. Because I can't remember the Onyomi reading for... I think it was lightning. It might have been thunder. They, this, oh, I can't remember. It's one of the two. Um, but yeah, um, one of them. I just wouldn't remember the Onyomi reading, the Chinese reading for it, which is the, the two things together. Oh, yeah. I only remember Ooh. the one for Kingyo. I mean, because you hear it a lot more often than like lightning or whatever it is. Oh, no, Dai is probably thunder because like Dai Den, you know, the character from Mortal Kombat. I don't. Okay, it's alright. You're gonna. I just. <laughs> I. I live under a rock, Simon. You're really gonna have to like try harder to find a reference I'll understand. But your is fish sakana because king your is goldfish, and literally the kanji are gold and fish together. Uh, it's the same word as in English, which is wonderful. Is that why Magikarp has a crown because it's king in it? I no, it's not king. It's kin. Oh. Kin is uh, gold. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's I also thought, the same word as, as money, something. but it's the the Chinese reading of it. But that's cool. Yeah. Friday is Golden Day. That's nice. Yeah, mm. it's Kinyobi, which is nice. There's, mm. a, there's a lot of nice gold words in in Japanese, I think. Mm. Uh, but that aside, moving away from the literary corner, I learned some other stuff, but I'll bring them up later as they come. They they've gone inside the cave, and that's when it starts to narrow. And General, of course, he's just been mad. He's ordered the execution of the torpedoists, um, the gunners, the the old gun cells, the old men in the navy. You know, the gun cells. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bad word. The old gun cell. 
Um, <laughs> and Kiridin's like, ah, oh, they won't be able to follow us because it's narrowed now. The hole's well. He says the hole's narrowed, but in in the one of the translations, it says like it's smaller. Yeah, so the hole's getting smaller. They're not going to be able to fit. They're not going to be able to fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is such a problem all the time. <laughs> don't you, fellas? Don't you hate it? I'm not going to finish that. I'm not <laughs> no, going to finish that. No, no. Aww. This is a podcast for children that respects women. <laughs> Let's get back to our roots. Anyway, <laughs> if there are any children listening to this, what the fuck are you doing? What are your parents doing? Yeah, tell, go, seek help. Talk to a counselor. <laughs> this is not good for your brain. We're waffling too much. Uh, I, I would like to, I would like to say, please continue because I can't remember what happens. It's all a blur in my head when they do the intercutting. Um, yeah, it does make it a little difficult to follow because you're following multiple stories at once. Um, I can't remember if it goes back to the island then, but it's sort of. At some point, like this, in this immediate time point, uh, General Blue orders the a mini submarine to be released and hops in that. So he's now following the main crew in a miniature submarine that looks pretty much exactly the same as their one, with a couple of like backup submarines full of soldiers. Um, at some point, it does jump back to the island, which I think is there. The mini sub's kind of like the Stingray I ship, think the I th- Phantom Menace, which is quite cool. Yeah, I think that is the end of the chapter. Yeah, and then it goes on to chapter seventy three, which starts off it's at the island. Something like don't underestimate old man coming in or something like that. Yeah, um, and so it, that's that begins with like the Red Ribbon Army guys, like B Squad arriving. Yeah, bees. <laughs> <laughs> not the B Squad. Not the bees. Um, they arrive at. Kamehameha's Island. Yes. That we have you surrounded. Come out. It's yeah. Four stars on Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's just like, who, uh, who who, are you guys? Um, and there's like one guy who looks like, I don't know, I thought he just looked like Fat Hitler. Fat Hitler. Yeah, I thought that was a good way to describe him. He's got the moustache. He's like a bit chubs. He's got some little glasses. Movie concept, Fat Hitler. <laughs> Yeah. This is something that Eddie Murphy would do in 2006. Um, Racist Norbert. <laughs> Racist Norbert. No, I don't have a joke for that. I think that's perfect on its own. I don't want to push sp- that any further. A Spike Lee joint, Black Hitler. <laughs> I haven't recommended to watch Blackula ages ago. And I still... That can't be real. It's real. Black Dracula. But I still haven't is got that around what to it. what Glover was doing in the um, epidemiology episode of Community? No, oh, I think he just wanted to be Dracula. Ah, oh, a sexy Dracula. Yeah, it was just sexy Dracula. Okay. No, Dracula is like a, a it's like an to old an exploitation. Um, maybe. Um, I yeah, someone told me to watch it, and then I haven't <laughs> got around to it. That's incredible. Yet. But I've thought about it like constantly since I was told to watch it. So now we know that they're not in danger. So there's a bit of dramatic irony. When we see the Red Ribbon Army, the world's yeah. most evil Although army. I did, I did, I think up. my prediction was that, like, maybe something will go wrong here. Like, they'll right. get away, like, with, through, through some twist of fate with, like, someone or with the Dragon Balls or something. Yeah. But, like, you know, the odds are pretty stacked against them. There's, like, all these guys and they are, like, because they've landed. Old Man Roshi yeah. is stacked. <laughs> they've landed their planes around the island, they're armed to the teeth, like a bunch of soldiers, and they're sort of like, oh, man, like, we know it's you you're the scientist who made the brilliant radar and he's like what the fuck huh what and they're like there's no need to play dumb he's like i'm not playing dumb (laughs) 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 there's something there's something almost 
That's a fun Spielbergian about these few chapters. Yeah. And not in any real connective way, but this the Goonies stuff. This kind of reminds me of the Raiders of the Lost Ark in a way, I think. Yeah, there's a little bit of... All of the Nazis um, going around reconnoitering, like, them going to find the secret, you know, like, these treasures, the Dragon Balls, right, that are somewhere that have a magic power, just like the Ark. Um, This this MacGuffin. It's kind of quite a fun... So all they're more like plot coupons there, but it's it's quite fun. I think mm-hmm. that's oh, you gotta get your tropes right if you and switch then, them up. Then it just reminded me of the thing they where they won't let you edit the TV tropes Wikipedia page anymore, <laughs> or whatever it is that you do. Dragon Balls are plot coupons. Uh, okay, like the Chaos Emeralds, you know, in, in Sonic. Those no. are two, but two examples that are on that page. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to say was, um, it, it's like it reminds me of that scene where Indy gets captured, and then he's like. You won't be able to catch Marcus. He's fluent in over 13 languages. <laughs> right now, he can dress as a native, just mingling in with the crowd. And just cast him in Morocco. And he's like, just like huh, what? does anybody speak English? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there's a kind of a, a bit of that kind of fantasy adventure vibe. Very like Spielberg movie. But of course they older, cut to, to old so. dude and he actually is Neo. Yeah, there's like a matrixy time in this as well, but this is yeah. a little bit later. There's some fun action. Lunch which comes I think out can of, kind the, of like the house, right? At this point. She's brought out of the house. Yeah. So um, Kamasinin is talking to this guy, and he's basically saying, like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Who are you? Yeah, he goes, you are the scientist, the genius inventor, yeah. aren't you? Um, and a couple of soldiers march lunch out from the house. And this is regular lunch, not fighting lunch. I mean, we can all call lunch punch, punchy lunch. Uh, there's a fun exchange here, which is basically the fat Hitler talking to, <laughs> talking to Kamisinen, and he, um, oh jeez, hang on, I'm gonna get it straight in my head, I can't, oh, there's, oh, oh god, there's oh, like no. a, there's, there's a few things that happen, he asks where the Dragon Balls are, and, um, he's, you know, total rave granddad's like, ah, did they leave them here? And Lunch is like, I don't know, there's like a bag inside, like maybe they're in that. Like probably, and he's yeah, like, well, it doesn't matter. Bit. We're not going to give it to you. It's like, we give it yeah. to you. Give, give, give us up the dragon balls and make us a new radar, or else. And then Kamisin is like, what do, you, what do you do? He's like, or else I'll kill you. He's like, what if I just fight you? And the guy's like, what? And then he punches him. Yeah, <laughs> just straight in the guts. He um, has kind of principles because he's not just going to take people out, right? He's asking, are you a threat to me? Before that happens, I don't know. I think it's he's just a fun sort. Like, what are you going to martial about? arts permission? Yeah, well, I, yeah, maybe. I think I thought it was. I read it more of as, as as him just like not really understanding the situation to start off with. Right. Now lunch right now is. He's like, black why? Lunch. He's like, oh, we'll kill you. He's like, what if you? What if? But I fight you. And he's like, what do you mean? And there's just like socks him right in the stomach. Yeah. So there's a good a good panel of like, fat Hitler just getting punched, and then there's like several like action panels of just yeah. uh, just some turtle antics. You know, he's jumping around, punching the shit out of a bunch of soldiers. <laughs> Like doing fun sound effects for himself yeah. out loud, um, and then like one guy like whips out a machine gun, fires at him. There's a panel of him just doing like the fucking agent the from from the Matrix, like with like eighteen arms. Yeah, and the guy's like, and then he's like, "Are you done firing?" The guy's like, "What?" And then just drops the bullets, and yeah. then the guy's like, Ugh! and then he just <laughs> decks him, sucks him in the jaw. Yeah, like and then he's GI. so he's sort of like surrounded by all these uh, all these soldiers lying on the ground mm-hmm. um except for one guy who's left and he's like ah don't you stop right there i'll kill this girl and he's gonna go until lunch is here yes. um and come yes. in and it's like well you got me there we we as i was uh mm-hmm. gonna point out before 
Lunch at this moment is black lunch. I already said that. She's not punch lunch. Yeah. She, her hair's filled in black. Punch drunk lunch. She's punch drunk lunch. And <laughs> that's why they're in such danger, right? And so, but Umigame is also there. You know, sea turtle. Sea turtle. He's, he's behind. Turtle. And he's, got, he's grabbed a big palm branch. Yeah. And a palm front. And the guy has <laughs> lunch and a headlock. And then he's, oh, what does he say in the translation? <laughs> Well, that's after he's sort of like threatening to shoot her and like just talking a big game. And the turtle reaches the palm frond over and like lunch sort of dips her head down, like rubs her nose on it. So she like works up a sneeze. Yeah. Does like a massive sneeze in the sky's against this guy's arm. So like kind of goes for him, yeah. I guess. And he's like, damn, bitch, you're going to sneeze at a time like this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the exact wording of the translation that I have. I was like, damn it, you live like this, but like about sneezing, like fucking spot. Damn it, you sneeze like this? <laughs> yeah. Um, this translation is like just full of profanity. It's like an old school fan sub of Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like it a, was... one you would pass around at the Chinese market in the 90s. Yeah. You know, very fun. Circulating the tapes. Um, and there is. And it sort of like cuts over back to her, and she's now like blonde and evil. Um, blonde and cool. Blonde and punchy. Blonde and punchy lunchy. <laughs> punchy lunchy. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I was with, uh, for being a bitch, was it? And then just, like, <laughs> flips him over her shoulder, like, kicks him in the like in the stomach or something. She's like, motherfucker! <laughs> and then there's just, like, several panels of her, like, beating the shit out of the sky, like, or swearing the entire she's time. She's it with an insult. Yeah, she's one. like, fuck Idiot. you. Moron. <laughs> Shepherd brains. Yeah. Um, and then there's like, she just like kicks the shut off and he's like lying on the ground, barely conscious. There's a great panel of like her just like doing the finger at him. Like, <laughs> and spitting on him. And then like trying to drag her away. She's just, he's like, come on, that's enough, that's enough, that's enough. <laughs> um, which I actually just changed my Twitter profile picture to. <laughs> <laughs> because pulling, I thought it was great. Pulling the finger and spitting on him. Yeah. Spitting the bird. That's um, oh, good. Yeah, and then, like, it kind of, the scene, like, wraps up by, like, there's another guy who was, like, behind the house who sort of, like, tries to sneak back to his plane. Yeah. Um, and Kamehsen is like, hey, you! And he's like... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, uh, I don't want the, this shit here. Make sure that you take it with you. Just, like, kind of indicating, like, the... Not in my club. Dead right. or we unconscious guys and the planes that, that have, have been left around. He's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Cool. Put them back into the net. No, no problem. <laughs> this is the intercontinental, all right? Yeah. We don't do that here. <laughs> um, and that's kind of how that that wraps yeah. up, and then it goes it's back nice to chapter. back to the back to the the squad A. I was a little bit because this is chapter seventy thought three, sorry, which is the longest one. It's like twenty two, twenty three pages. It's a long chapter. So Toriyama kind of I don't, I don't I also don't want to underestimate how difficult this is to pump out fourteen pages of a comic in one week, especially with only. Like one assistant that he ever had, Maxim, I think, at any one time. Mm-hmm. He just did pretty much all of it himself. It's almost unheard of. This, the guy's prolific. It's a really hard workload. Mm-hmm. A lot of people struggle with that. But as soon as it was, as this comic was done, he just stopped doing it anymore. He just stopped like doing any drawing and mm-hmm. just lived his life and enjoyed his money, which is such a it's such a weird thing because he's like he seems like there, there are a lot of lazy elements to this comic. Like he's not going to pick up reference references for things. He's not going to. He forgets who characters are. All sorts of kind of haphazard and lackadaisical aspects. I don't know if they're but like lazy so much as like you if you know you got to make sacrifices to. Yeah, do he thinks this doesn't matter to the so, story. Yeah, so. it's like the stuff that he 
does is like not that important it's like he's not yeah. making like fucking high art you know like yeah. this isn't gonna be hung on a wall for like someone to inspect and like make sure that all the details are correct it doesn't yeah. matter if the proportions are like a little bit wacky yeah he is actually like a pretty fucking good technical drawer um and it is impressive how fast he manages to get the level of quality across that he does because yeah. like i mean I, when i've been doing storyboarding or something like it you can work at that pace but it just fucking sucks yeah <laughs> um and like you end up really sacrificing stuff like the, the stuff that i do is like nowhere near the level of detail that he does because like it's obviously not going to be used for a comic book yeah. you don't need to have like textural detail and things mm. you just need to have like a basic layout um and like things to be fairly consistent so like yeah. i can definitely appreciate the amount of, of work that goes into it especially in, yeah. in the the flow of it like the panels flow really nicely yeah um and like the the choice of of how things are laid out is very well done and i think that it's not necessarily like the result of a lot of forward planning but it's definitely mm. like he he knows he's very familiar with his work and he knows yeah. how to lay things out so it's probably just like at this point he's done so much of it that he's yeah. internalized it and it's just subconscious like he just can can do that there's some really nice um, things in this one where they'll show like a blue general blue reaction and then the next page is just like half the page is a full you know um, image like a tableau yeah, or something that, which is or like, like a reveal yeah or the, the way he's done like the cave stuff which is like there are a few panels which are like have black in them yeah. and then like you have like a long horizontal one with like kind of the the tube of the cave like it, it like a cut cut through yeah what is that word i'm looking for a word and i can't remember it a uh, cross section cross section yeah a cross section of the cave like so yeah. you can see kind of where the submarines are relative to one another and then just blacker on the outside and stuff like that's like very good yeah um he's not relying on like kind of you never um, get lost with where things are positioned either yeah he tends to respect spatial rules quite well even yeah. if even if the, the scale of something changes by its importance almost egyptian hieroglyphic style you know like, yeah there's sort of like a stretch and stuff like, where, do like that, with but, what he wants to but detail. you're never lost at who is where standing where no it's he's 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 good at what he does yeah. um absolutely um and i'm kind of i a little bit envious that i don't get to <laughs> work with the kind of freedom of of choices that he can make yeah because i have to do stuff that is like exclusively things that are within like the film language of what i'm working with which is usually something yeah. like not super creative i think yeah. maybe if i was i could take inspiration from this if i was gonna do something that i was gonna like, like if it was my own creative project like you could do you could do that sort of cross-section yeah. thing um that's not something that you really think about in film and i think if but, you were like, doing your own auto sort of project you could do that i think know? i probably would but then also like the the freedom that you have with like panels and um yeah. like you can do Changing something the size of yeah something. The, the aspects of it just like switching around well, so I mean, you have like something that's portrait and something that's like diagonal yeah. diamond shape and then like that's not that common he plays with pretty yeah. much square frames which i think is really cool is that he manages to make something feel exciting and flow while he's still using this kind of 1970s to pre-1970s very old school comic style where after this and actually Shoujo was doing this at the same time was creating all sorts of crazy shapes on the page mm. to make it exciting and to make your eye flow through something but Toriyama makes you do that even though it's just different size squares yeah well no I think that, that for like kind of the standard stuff where he's trying to rush through plot that's that's absolutely true but there are definitely points that I've noticed that have been 
not true for that. And I think some of them was like when Goku f- turned into the, the Monkey Kong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. There's some nice inset things and nice. Yeah. Like, like if, if something is a big like dramatic moment, slashes, he will actually yeah. switch it up and like suddenly the form of it is different. So yeah. it feels like that it is more intense. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. I, I, I like that. I think the sparing nature of it is quite good because in, in comparison, there are a lot of modern authors like Auburn Obata who did. Bakuman, who did Death Note and all of that, who will just overuse, like, firstly, a huge amount of screen tone, and, it'll, and then they'll create manga that kind of looks not realistic, but highly detailed, highly rendered, all that sort of stuff, and mm. the panels are all wacky shapes, but it takes away from what's dramatically important oh, yeah. when every moment is played like that. There's that joke. Have you ever seen the video of, like, that, I'll take the potato chip and eat it <laughs> no. thing from Death Note? Which is just him, the, the main character, like, like writing people's names in the death note, and then he's like taking a potato chip and eating it. Is that like an actual thing? And the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh the anime God. plays it really dramatically because everything in that manga in, in that show is played dramatically, but it makes no sense because it means mm. that it diminishes everything else. Yeah, you have to you have to play your cards right. You have yeah. to have like a, a low point to have a high point. Otherwise, you're yeah. you're just hitting. You know, everything's the same the whole way through. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I I think we talk a lot of shit about Toriyama's art and and not using references and stuff, but I think that a lot of the stuff is he he's actually so familiar with drawing it that it doesn't he doesn't necessarily care to get the details right now, so I don't think it's important. Um, I did want to point out yeah. just because that that yeah, when we say it's a longer chapter, that means so much more work. for Oh someone. yeah, absolutely. This is a really long chapter. Um, um, and also, you, you're talking about like the pace of doing it. You have to do storyboards to submit to your editor, who then gives you feedback, and then you start drawing the manuscript. So like mm-hmm. he's doing it maybe three times oh, yeah, in a yeah, week. Yeah. You know, fourteen yeah. pages. It's just a crazy amount of work mm. to get done. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot going on there. I think that at that pace, it kind of also gives him a bit of power, and that like they probably <laughs> are not going to disagree with something that is not super important to disagree with, which is probably why he got away with so much of the shit that's in this comic. Yeah, Toriyama, his editor, later became the head of Shonen Jump, and then became went on the executive board of the publishing company. Like, hey, his career was advanced by this as well, but he was clearly knew what he was doing mm-hmm. with story, and he knew how to direct Toriyama. You see Toriyama stuff with other editors later on at the very end of the comic, and it just goes off the wall, and it's like right. he's not being restrained by anyone, and it's just not good. Yeah. But I think now, probably yeah. there is so much of Dragon Ball. Like, he must have got sick of it as well. Like, oh, I'm I'm so unsurprised that he just left and never never drew again. Like, I think at yeah. that point, it's, like, just a horrible work thing that you'd have to do. Yeah. That's not... I think so, he gets sick of it, and then yeah. something rekindles it, and then, like, that kind of happens a bit later on, and you can tell. Yeah. With this one. I think with Muscle Tower, it feels like he was being lazy and kind of doing a tournament for- format, but also, you know, just fighting your way to the top kind of thing, and it was, like, a holding pattern until yeah. you think of b- better ideas. And we do get those now. Yeah, um, these these chapters are pretty fun, and they're pretty. They felt. I think that moving into like the kind of aquatic, yeah, um, zone gave him a lot more stuff to draw, like and, and a lot more to think about, a lot more ideas yeah. to have. Because you know you've got like the wildlife and the landscape and yeah. stuff is not quite creative and quite different. Whereas like yeah. the on land stuff, even though it's moved between different countries and yeah. stuff, um, kind of started off very detailed and like full of like dinosaurs and like weird shit Mushroom going on forest that yeah was such like a cool all this aspect. stuff like happening in the background and then like kind of yeah. it got past the 
main tournament and like by that point everything kind of dropped off and it feels yeah. like he's just drawing like oh yeah this is a city this is a, a an area there's some trees it here, is interesting I guess. because he brought us to snow and then did nothing with the yeah i thought that setting. he would have done some like weird stuff with that but he it's just snow. puts us inside yeah yeah. Um, and it feels like he's not particularly inspired to do stuff, but under underwater, there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, we're kind um, of running should, over. Yeah, with we this, should move think, on because we've talked about this. But for I think a long this time. is good because we're we're talking about overall where the the comic is going, and I think that gets into a bit of discussion about what the art is like, what the process is like, and also what is this kind of thing overall. Because you you had no experience when we started with the first chapter, but by no. this point, it's like well, you've got a lay of who he is as an author, what this world is like, yeah, and some other aspects to it. I have a bit a bit more context for it, which is nice, and also. So, like, I'm finding more and more stuff in this that is, like, I guess relevant to me and to my experience and that I know how to talk about. Yeah. Um, and also stuff which is, like, more enjoyable for me to read that mm. I think is quite funny. Yeah. Um, so it's been an interesting progression. I've read yeah. quite a bit of it now. I love General Blue as a character. I think he's, he's almost a, a broad brush kind of cheap joke and a stereotype and all that kind of thing just like cobbled together like wouldn't it be funny if there was like a Nazi but it was gay kind of thing it's just kind of really dumb mm-hmm. but then he's such an enjoyable person to read him just being like kill the snipers <laughs> yeah you know? I think that the it doesn't matter like I love I love this queen he's like <laughs> he's so powerful she's yeah. Problematic. It's problematic, but I appreciate it. You know, there's mm. something about it where you're just like, this guy, yes, yes, kill them. Yeah. Order the execution, queen. Like, I, I think that the death penalty joke is funny every time. I do want to say that there are, there's this recurring joke, which got set up a little bit earlier, and it'll come back later, which is, he uses the term Zenmetsu, which is like, total annihilation. He goes, <laughs> group A, we're going to go after, was, is he in group B? Or? He's group A. Yeah. Yeah, he says, Group A, we're going to go after the kids. Group B, you go to the island and totally annihilate. Give them total annihilation. No quarter. He uses this word Zenmetsu. And then he later on gets a call from what happened at the island. And he's like, is it Zenmetsu? Like, it was a total annihilation? Like, it's a really good setup. And then okay, there's a third one fun. later, which we'll get to. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. There's this is parallel, and it keeps coming back as a recurring joke. And yeah. it's like the opposite of what he thinks every time. It doesn't... Um, that doesn't happen in the English No, one, no. There's all these little tidbits that yeah. are quite fun. But it is, that is, that is a fun joke. Yeah. So they're going uh, through, and they're like, why are there lights everywhere? Cause no, Goku we're finds- not up to that yet. They were still oh. on the submarines. Um, they- no, they've already popped out, we've said, and they've come out. No, we didn't say. Yeah. No? Yeah. No? They rushed the surface, and they popped out. No, we did didn't they? say that. We never said that. But did I just imagine you it? You just imagined it. Oh. Uh. Fully. Um, the submarines find, like, an air pocket within the cave. Yeah. And they just sort of, like, pop up in there. Um, which, obviously, the kids are there first, so mm-hmm. they just sort of, like, go, well, I guess we have to walk from here, and they yeah. sprint out and down a tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, followed by the, the Nazis. But they kind of hang back a little bit. They initially follow them. They, he, he sends a bunch of guys down the tunnel, and then he gets the call that the other team has been yeah. annihilated. Um, and he calls them back. Yeah. He's like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're, these guys have taken everyone out with, like, some chicken, like an old man. Uh, maybe we yeah. should be a bit more cautious Total about this. Um, and so there's they're kind of like... Uh, the kids are further down the tunnel. Yeah. Goku hears them 
pursuing them and he's like oh okay well i'll just stop and beat them up yeah. um so he's like waiting in the tunnel why, for we, why are we running why aren't we fighting yeah. which goku classically um, is just like why why move why run yeah when you can fight Bulma's like what well, they have guns are you insane he's like well we'll just dodge the bullets duh <laughs> you can do it too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whenever <laughs> so easy a woman could do it oh. hey there are some misogynistic tendencies that goku brings up Later in this episode. He's he's been indoctrinated. In this one? Yeah, in this chapter. Or in the next chapter. Oh, in the next chapter. Yeah. Okay. I'll bring it up. I made a note of it. Yeah, he's like, oh, we'll just dodge the bullets. It's fine. And so, like, these guys kind of do a heel turn and run back to their squad. He's like, why aren't they coming after us? I'll just yeah. go fight them. And then Bulma's like, oh, no, it will be, oh, this is probably a trap. Like, just yeah. let's keep going. So yeah. they, they rush up down this tunnel with the Red Ribbon Army sort of, like, hanging out. Um in the just in the kind of atrium i guess yeah um and, and go from there? well they they're walking sort across of, and it yeah. gets dark and goku then finds the switch and he turns oh, it on yeah. and there's a whole ring of lights you were gonna talk about career and getting owned this one there uh, they're like walking in the dark and then boom was like well your head's shiny you should go first yeah she's like but the way she says it it's so casual and so funny she's just like hey you have you got you you got a shiny bald head i think you should go in front and be a light for us you'll, ref- you'll be our reflector like this. he says i'm gonna get angry you know yeah. you wouldn't like me when i'm hungry <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, no, Goku feels on the wall and finds a button and pushes it, and then all these lights are sort of like, dink, 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 come on. Yeah, and there's a whole cave network that's got an electrical system, and they start, mm. the cogs start turning in their heads, and they yeah. go, something is going on here. And Kuririn thinks, huh. I, I know what this is. I just, I can't put it together yet. Yeah. Um, and we also get a cut back to the Red Ribbon Army yeah. going like, um, is this the base? <laughs> like, what's going, what is this? There's lights? Yeah. Mm. Like, this is, General Blue says, a secret base? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is my DJ name, Secret Base. Secret Base. Hey. Oh, I kind of like that, actually. <laughs> secret Base. I just never drop the bass. It's just tenor. Oh, and, that's, and alto that's mean. That's soprano. cruel. It's like this is the, an acapella DJ? It's like the, the Power Rangers uh, soundtrack. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for, like, this music is missing the frequency, the one that we all want. <laughs> it's missing the only thing I come here for. I'm trying to imagine, like, the experience of, of going to a rave and finding a DJ who just doesn't play anything with bass, just takes out the whole frequency. <laughs> that would be so... End, you just drop a blah, 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 and then you cut it as soon as you start. <laughs> and then you're like, thanks for coming, guys. And they're I, like, know, ah! I know people who would do that as well, and I kind of want them to, but also I, would, I don't. I They'll don't. lose their careers. Nobody be... will ever <laughs> ask them again. Well, also, like, that for the joke to be funny, it would have to go on, like, too long and then keep going, but, like, no one's gonna stick around for that long if there yeah. are options, and the only place you can kind of do that is places where, like, there are options. Like, you yeah. wouldn't do that. At, or a house party. Or a house party. Yeah. It'd be a shit house party, though. <laughs> It's like this sort of thing is like yeah, funny, it does not mean. equate to a good time. <laughs> it's a bit that you're playing yeah. on other people. That's not that's never great. Yeah. Um, continuing with the the comic. Bulma's just walking along casually. Mm-hmm. Minding her business, she turns around and gets a face full of just a skull boy. Going, <laughs> <laughs> well the light yeah, the lights sort of come on and then um and then she's like looking around going like, huh, wonder why there's lights in here. And then you see there's like a little speech panel it's just like Puma. <laughs> and she turns out like ha! and there's like a skull creature like Ugh! and she's like ah! 
and then it's Goku, and it's Goku with, wearing human remains. Yeah, with a with a human skull like on his head, <laughs> which is a little disrespectful. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. This just is a, a real dead. She's like, "What the fuck, dude?" And <laughs> <laughs> like, "Where did you even get that?" And he's like, "Oh, over there." And he like points to like the dead remains of a pirate. It's a skeleton guy. wearing a, skele- a skeleton in like an old an old timey yeah. pirate fucking costume with like a Jolly Roger hat. Secret base savvy. <laughs> Um, and so, and then it, then it clicks. Why is all the sake gone? <laughs> yeah, and Kuririn puts two and two together, which is really funny because the audience already knows what this is going on. You figured it out before, and as soon as you saw the pirate, but he goes, "I know what this is. Mm-hmm. This is a secret pirate cave, and there's treasure. There's buried yeah. treasure." They had been talking in the previous chapters about there being treasure buried yeah. in the ocean. And so then it's uh, the Goonies, yeah. and suddenly they're after the treasure. Yeah, it becomes the Goonies. Thomas says, "Forget about the Dragon Balls. Like I want this treasure." <laughs> Yeah. This treasure is what I need. The treasure. <laughs> the treasure. <laughs> what happens after that? They get to the booby trap. Yes. And mm-hmm. there, there is a whole... And this is, again, the Indiana Jones thing. Uh-huh. This is a whole line. It's exactly like in the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark when... Well, there uh, are booby traps in the Goonies as well. It's not exactly like it. Yeah, that's that's also true. But it's not exactly like it. It's That's, that's a light shaft one that Indy has to kind of go between and through when he sees the dead bodies with, you know, mm-hmm. the arrows impaled through oh, them. Oh, yeah. But in this case, uh, there are just pressure-sensitive small circles on the ground, and they they cover the ground completely yeah. for about twenty meters, and there are holes in the wall. Yeah, I think that the um, they're not trying Bulma to. Bulma maybe kind of like looks at the the path, and like they've been walking through this sort of like craggy rock cave system so far. Like yeah. it's pretty derelict. Aside from like all of the lights which derelict. they've turned on, <laughs> um, but there's a bit coming up here which is sort of like tiled floor and then there's a very square section of tunnel with like the walls and floor lined with dots yeah um and she's like oh it looks like it's getting the, the past getting a little clearer up it's here. like a farmer's red dot sail on the just ground just like that just exactly like that except the dots are black and oh, so and you you're die. gonna get farmer's pebble pegged when you <laughs> when you step on the plate yeah. Um, <laughs> Which one of the guys does? Yeah, Kuruna, like, what, um, I think Bulma stops and she's like, um, what is this? It's just rows of stuff. Rows the way of that dots. she just describes it is quite funny because she says, there are, these are all so symmetrically perfect. Yeah. She just kind of sits there and she's like, these are all lined up rows. And yeah. then Kuruna just says, Kankenai, Kankenai. Like, no connection, no connection. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. That's got nothing to yeah. do with anything. Yeah, he or, goes it's to... It's got nothing to do with me kind of thing yeah. as well. He implies. just goes to walk through the section of corridor and steps on the buttons and then, like, shunk, like a big spear, <laughs> yeah. like, shoots into the wall and, like, just ends up directly over his head. Yeah. It's like missed him by a little bit because he's super short. Missed him by the hair he doesn't have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And Goku says like, wow, it's a good thing you're super short. Like abnormally just tiny. It's a good thing that you are minuscule and oompa loompa of a boy. They're the same height as well, which makes it funny. Because you're no no giant yourself, you dick. Yeah. I'm sorry, Robert Wadlow. Could have been getting owned. Yeah, could have been getting owned. The theme again, of the chapters. theme of the chapters. Toriyama loves taking his scrappy through the mm-hmm. through the paces. This happens almost immediately after because they don't know how to get across. But they all should think. General Blue's the only one who thinks because he's an adult. But they all think, how do we get across the trap? Um, just be superhuman. And so Goku <laughs> says, "I'm just gonna, I'm gonna leap across." Yeah. 
Or I think one of the English translations said fly, but probably no, he said jump in, in the one that I heard. Um, okay. He, yeah, they, they're just like looking at this this sort of like booby trapped area, and it's yeah. like pretty long. It's like a section of the corridor, but it's like mm-hmm. you can see the end of it. It's like, ah, oh, it's fine, I'll just jump. And then he just does a big run up and then just yeah. jumps over to the other side. Yeah. Um, Bob was like, "This great, I can't fucking do that." And Kuro was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that we could do that." He doesn't run up and he jumps, but like jumps too high, rebounds off the ceiling, pinballs off his head, just dunk. It's a game of pool, an attraction, and like lands on the other side. Like he's he's mostly off the buttons, but like a couple more spears like shoot over his head. He lands on his ass on the final row. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, "Huh, you jumped too high." <laughs> She's like, "No shit." And Bomba's over the other side. Classically, has no concept of death. Again, not, not really. He's he's like irreparably damaged at this point. <laughs> like he doesn't have much of a concept of anything aside from punching. Um, and Bomba's over the other side. She's like, "What are you doing?" Just like, "Come on, just jump." She's like, "I can't fucking do that." <laughs> Like, you guys are human. Goku it's not been, normal. Goku has been trained in the arts of woman hating mm-hmm. because he, he extends the pole across and then when he says, um, she's like clinging on, she's like, it's swaying too much. And he says, God, women take so long at everything. <laughs> like this, which is such a... Sh- like- Mm, but the word, that, the word that he uses, tema, means, um, like, time, but it's also, like, time in the sense of, uh, like, labor, you know, time mm. is, is work time kind of thing as well. He's right. like, oh, women and their emotional labor. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's doing such a, what do you have to say? But, oh, and then for, I think, I don't think it's actually sarcasm, but it can be read that way. Goku immediately follows it up with a passive-aggressive poll, come back to me slowly. Yeah. Like, this one's a wuss. Mm. Um, at this point as well, there's been a few cutaways back Someone's to the... Someone's a weak femoid. Uh, <laughs> He's been bad. trained in the dark arts by several bad men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, all of his role models just have been like very not bad. not salvageable at this point. He also tries to teach Jeffrey things like that. Oh no! Do you remember? He's like Jeffrey. To be a man is not to cry or show your oh, emotions. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I understand. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good voice. That's a very Jeffrey voice. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's a few cutaways at this point back to the Red Ribbon Army where like they hear Bulma scream when she sees the skull and they're like, ah, what's going on down there? And also like random other noises. And then there's like one guy who goes and sneaks up to see what's going on, and mm. he sort of like looks around the corner and sees them like pulling Bulma over on the stick and then walking away at the other end. And he, he but, reports to them, they're unarmed. Yeah, he's like, they don't have any weapons. And then General Blue is just fucking all over the place. <laughs> Honestly, he's like, let them get the Dragon Ball. Actually, no, shoot them. Actually, we'll do... Well, they they well, the must be super think- powerful. And then at this point, he's like, well, actually, they're kids and they don't have weapons, so maybe they were super powerful because of the weapons <laughs> that they have and then forgot in the submarine. This Clearly, clever. let's all go get them. This is clever in its own way because... General Blue, they set him up to be the smart villain. Uh-huh. You know, the one that is going to outsmart Goku and Ko, even though he's not, maybe he's not as strong as them or something like that. But every time he does that, he subverts it because the thing that he he's suggests. He's trying to be tactical is, the whole time and just doing the dumbest bullshit. Well, the thing that he suggests is smart. And then it's revealed that it's smart for dumb reasons. And so when the situation changes, his reasoning was completely wrong. Yeah. He's like, let them get the Dragon Balls. And when I read that, I thought, that's really smart. Just let them go, like, do the hard yards, collect it. Like, maybe there's secret stuff hidden. And he's like, no, what he meant was just show us the way to where the Dragon Balls are and then try and kill them. And then we'll get it ourselves and do all the labor ourselves. Yeah. Rather than waiting for them to come out the cave system. So his reasoning was completely 
dumb. He is wildly swinging as well between like being incredibly arrogant. Like at the start, when he was told that Goku had single-handedly taken out two of the other battalions, he's like, yeah. well, those guys are idiots. Um, and then he changed his mind. He's like, these guys are clearly incredibly dangerous. And then yeah. he hears that they don't but have I think guns. What he means is and he's like, they actually, them, they're just right? kids. Fucking whatever. Yeah, what he meant yeah. was, ah, of course. Like, we can't just rush in because they've got a super smart genius scientist and probably weapons. But then when he mm. finds that out, he doesn't think, oh, a magical monkey, where monkey is going to kill me. No, he doesn't. He and just thinks they must have he does, guns. He, he is trying to, like, follow some kind of path of logic, but it is presented, in, at least in the version that I read, as being, yeah. like, very ridiculous. He doesn't have He, he phrases it very dramatically, so he's like, they're incredibly dangerous, don't go near them. Um, yeah. And, yeah, and then follows it up with, like, yeah, this is a bunch of kids, let's go get them. Yeah. Um, so he orders all of his men to charge after them. Um, and is doing like a villain monologue as he just sort of like leisurely strolls behind them <laughs> and like I think that what he says in Japanese is probably a lot more interesting than what he said in English because at that point he just said something generic like ah yeah well we'll show them how mighty I am or something like that <laughs> I think he brought I can't remember what he says but he mm-hmm. did there's definitely a thing where he's imagining the Imperial March in his head as he's taking <laughs> oh, slow absolutely. goose steps yeah villains don't run <laughs> today you will experience the might of General <laughs> you will meet my powerful size <laughs> untrusting oh, as dear. I stick my jackwood onto your neck well you are but kinder and you are in for a kinder surprise <laughs> uh, I would like to see a triumph of my will <laughs> Are you done with this one yet? No. No, okay, keep going. No, no, no. It's all right. No, I'm done. Um, <laughs> oh, I love General Blue. May he, may he never die. Um, well, I mean, that tactic doesn't work out so so good for him. Yeah, well, he's the antagonist, so, you know, he can't last forever. Hmm. But it is fun for now. Anyway, He so does do his very dramatic villain monologue as he slowly yeah. walks around the corner and then it's finds... It's just a collective and he just scream. hears, like, all of this, like... Doo, doo, ah! <laughs> yeah. Just in the in 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 the distance, in terms of the corner to find, like all of his yeah. men have been impaled on spears. <laughs> One of them is alive, just long enough to tell him rather cheerily, like, "Yeah, we we got hit. Oh, I can yeah. see that." <laughs> yeah. um, I like this guy. He's sort of like he looks like he's leisurely reclining against the wall. He's also like he's been pinned and held up by the full arrows. of spears, but he's got a big smile it's on like his a face. Hedgehog. I think Everyone else is being, just fucking dead. He's afraid of being mercy killed by general blue i think he's probably I, it, it almost came across that he was just stoked to not have to deal with him anymore he's like <laughs> he's i was like, gonna get the death penalty at some point like fucking own. whatever you know I, this is a sweet way to go i embrace sweet death yeah he's but like it, hey we all, <laughs> looks like we all ran into a trap this Whoops. Is, again a really funny deployment of um a recurring joke because he general blue walks up to him again he's doing the reclining and he's just kind of like it was a total annihilation. <laughs> Just blissfully, like, looking up at the stars. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when General Blue says, I can see that! This is not... This day is terrible! It is not gone the way I wanted! I got up and had my und one cereal und eine coffee and thought I would be happy with just one anima. But no! These kids are up my arson! <laughs> oh, no... And if you don't get by, pegged by the arrow, I will do it myself. 
That's very unfortunate. There is one of the guys in the middle of the composition is because there's a nice cut where General Blue looks shocked, and then the next page is you know a full third of it covered up by a you know an end to end panel of this of tableau of all of them, yeah, totally yeah. annihilated. And then one of the guys in the middle is just like spread, and there's an arrow in his ass. So <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like not pinned to the wall. Like most of them are kind of stuck on one side. I don't know like how it. that happened. But yeah, he just happened. got you know, like in the middle, shot in the butt. Yeah, you know. Oh, uh, it's great. Shot in the ass, and you're to you blame. blame. You give love a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> certainly, so there's something for everyone, isn't there? <laughs> I'll do anything for love, but not that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we get... Because we've gone to uh, Chapter 74 a little mm. while back. And General Blue is an adult and has adult reasoning faculty. So he thinks, this is a pirate hideout. They had to get across. So there's got to be some kind of hidden entrance. And then he yeah, finds Yeah, he's like, there's it. no way. Like, even the pirates wouldn't be able to cross this. It's fucking, like, wall-to-wall, whole floor covered in, in these buttons. Yeah. Um, so he just, like, like, rummages around and finds a secret passage. Yeah. 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 Steps across the name of Jehovah and then he's through the other side. Mm. Um, and that's when we, we cut to the kids and they... Well, he says some fun stuff there, doesn't he? What What? What was the your version? My version was, like, not that fun. Again, sort of, like, generic villain monologuing. Mm-hmm. I think that it wasn't translated in that fun of a way because he doesn't really have any kind of characterful language. He's just sort of like... Ha ha ha! I will show you now how mighty I am, like or some some bullshit like I, that. I, General Blue, have a high school diploma <laughs> and am able to find the button switch in a wall. Yeah. I have a functioning brain some of the time. We had classes on boobies and booby traps, and at least one <laughs> stuck for me. <laughs> See, as a we shall not talk about. <laughs> Oh my. We love uh, booby trap awareness. Mm, booby trap awareness. <laughs> week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, the, yeah, the kids have come to this glorious open cavern with just a dock and a giant submarine. Like, the cavern is opened up and it's like in the goodies when they find the ship. Yeah, it's know? a goodie shot. Except it's yeah. a little, like, kind of industrial and there's, like, a yeah. weird, like, kind of, I don't know, it's a submarine and, like, cars. So these are pirates and they wore tricorn like hats, but they also yeah. had machines and submarines This is Dragon Ball. Like, yeah. I fucking, I, you know what, I could, I could do a whole rant on that, but I feel like we've covered a lot of material. I probably don't have time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, no, they, they got their, like, old-timey pig leg cannon pirate yeah. aesthetic, except they get here and it looks like just some kind of military dock. Um, I yeah. guess this is like a big kind of, it looks old and abandoned. There's like a forklift that's sort of parked halfway between some buildings and like some dusty tracks and yeah. like some stuff lying on the ground and an old, big old iron ship that's just docked in this sort of like, um, subterranean aquatic area. I don't know if it's airlocked or something. Like I was confused about this a little bit because on the radar, like the cave was open at both ends, but now they're in this air pocket, which is somehow enclosed. Yeah, so, like, there's a nice disused aesthetic to it as well because the buildings are crumbled a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's like it's old, it's abandoned, it's, it's kind of haunted. Apart a little bit. Oh, this is really nice. Oh, uh, yeah, the thing that that General Blue says is a little more than generic. First of all, he he ends it with "agerua," like "wa" is kind of a feminine ending, but "agerua" is like "I'll give you something," like "domantiku ageruyo," which is the name of the ending song to Dragon Ball, which we play at the end of all of our podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. And he he keeps on saying stuff like this, like "I'll do something." but he means he says i'll do it and i'll give you me doing it you know 
He's like, I'll give you this. I'll give you a fearsome attack kind of thing. And in this one, he says, which is like a, a pun. Because he's saying, welcome, as in like, welcome to my shop. <laughs> when he walks through the door, he's like, welcome to my shop. <laughs> but Miru is like, to see something. So he's like, Miterashai, like, it's me, my entrance. Your queen is here. She's on stage. Miterashai. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Quite an entrance. And then he just says, um, which is like, my fearsomeness. Which is like, um, is to teach someone. So, and is like fearsomeness, right? So he's like, I will show you my fearsomeness or I'll show you how fearsome General Blue can be. But the way that he phrases it, phrases it is like, I'll give you a show of my fearsomeness. <laughs> I'll, I'll put on a show for you, darlings. And then he is his top video, which is like what you would see on a can that's like, there's oodles of it in here. Like, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna show you my fearsomeness just oozing out of every pore. And I'll teach it to you, you dirty, dirty, naughty child. You must be disciplined. <laughs> so yes, there's a much more character in it and yeah. it is all bad. Okay. Well, very fun, at least. But anyway, that's when we get that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And there's this... I think this is really cool, actually, the composition, because he he does, in the final two panels, a close-up of Goku and the other two characters standing behind. So there's, like, very close and then extremely far out. And the, the extremity of the comparisons yeah. and composition is like a Michael Bay thing. This, it, this one panel, the ending panel... So this is, like, we've got to the end of the chapter. This is yeah. the last one. It actually really reminds me of something, and I can't think of what it is. It's sort of this, like, like it's a big indoor room dock. Yeah. Like, with buildings, and, like, you can see the ceiling in the distance, and there's just these big I mean, lights. Have you seen in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is like this It's well. not Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's something that is more recent, and I think... I don't actually know if it is something that I have seen visually. I think it might be that it's just, like... In my brain, like, I'm recalling, like, reading The City of Ember or something. Mm. Or, like, Wool, like, that trilogy. Maybe not that. That's not, there's not a dock in there. I know City of Ember yeah. does have, like, something similar to that. It was sort of, like, abandoned underground airlock dock sort of thing with yeah. like, electric lighting and stuff. But there is, like, something about it. This is that's actually a lot very, like, very familiar to me. There's a lot of Star Wars elements to it as well. The game was like, this is in The Force Awakens, like the aspects like that. Like all of these little mm. hidey holes are in The Phantom Menace. Like the, and with the lights, this is like a lot of the, the Star Wars video games, like Jedi Knight 2, have areas which feel like this as well. There's something about the design which is really similar yeah. to this kind of 80s. Um, science fiction. I think it maybe it isn't any science fiction thing. It's not a Star Wars thing. It's not very fantastical. It is something that, like, in my mind is almost Truman Show-ish. Like, right. it's very, like, artificial, self-contained, but also abandoned. And it's been like that for a very long time. Um, but I really like it. I think it was a good panel. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. found Nerf HQ. Mm. <laughs> I thought you said Nerf. No. I was like, there's well, like someone's playing like a, the, the longest fucking running game of like Nerf Blasters. It's, it's a German yeah. word, right? Uh huh. Nerf. So, cool. I was just because you just said Star Wars, and then maybe that made me think about Nerfs. Yes. Uh, you old scruffy looking nerve herder. <laughs> this <laughs> is the keeping end of the them in line. It's also the end of the volume. I think the next one after this is volume six. We've just finished volume five. So this is a, a great place to stop other than the fact that it's all we read and it's actually really late. Yeah. I but I would, I would like to say, yeah, um, mm. 
it's it feels a bit useless to do dragon predictions from this point on because we're at a point where stuff has been fulfilled yeah and we're not quite at a transitory point but if you did have um something feel free oh i didn't i didn't even think about that yeah i i think it's fine to go without that mm. and i think we should wrap up maybe the any... place starts flooding i don't know that'd be interesting that'd or be noxious interesting. fumes and gas or something yeah uh, There's no airflow in here. I'm surprised yeah. that they're not having a, a bad time. I'm sure there. they have clever vents or like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. Who knows? These something. pirates, they're crafty bastards. Yeah, some fun stuff from now. Mm. Final thoughts. Did you have any? Final thoughts. That's I'll take that as a no. We do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com patreon.com slash gohan or go home that's g-o-h-a-n or go home and we have twitters but we've gone well over town and a very good evening goodbye